After defeating the aspect of Vale, or Tariel, and Mick becoming the godborn of Delagast, the group bargained with Vale, learning the location once and for all of the heart of the void, but also putting a target on their backs, as simply knowing this information would make the gods hunt for them all that more intensified. Now, having just had this vision of a tomb deep beneath the city of Mainstay, and also having learned the identity of Heir's Godborn, Magister Morden of the Twelfth Rose, who the group themselves banished to the dream plane of the Amber, a decision stands before them of what their next move will be. Well, I don't think we really have time to wait around to make a decision. What do we want to do? Well, two must become godborns. Am I right? Unless we go with the plan to seek out Egg, have someone become his godborn. Or retrieve our good friend the Magister from the Amber, as you say. If he is truly Heir's godborn, either he will be coming for us, or I don't know that we should go to him. I personally think our best course of action right now is to seek out Egg first, get someone be named as his godborn, and then go after the Heart of the Void. Personally, Calnier speaks up, I think it would be unwise to approach the King of the Gods without a little bargaining chip of our own. Perhaps Heart of the Void first, and then... Not saying that we should hold our good Lord Egg at the proverbial sword point with the Heart of the Void, but it'd be good to have some cards in our favor. But didn't Vale say that we did not have enough time to do so? No, just that we would be in a bit of a time crunch to do so. We need to do it quickly, because now, he kind of just looks up at the sky, we have a much larger target on our back than we initially did, which I dare say was probably pretty sizable. This is all very true, Vale says, and seeing as you're already speaking of me as if I'm not here, I'll go ahead and make myself scarce. The less we're all congregated, the better. So, without further ado, toodaloo. And he just turns on his heel and he starts walking away, like a normal person. (laughs) Well then, with him out of the way, let's carry on with business. Time is of the essence, and perhaps we should split up. Why don't you three, and Mick directs his attention to Kelnies, Dom, and Brunier, make yourselves godborns, and the rest of us can find the heart of the void. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I think that is the fastest way to get themselves killed. Yes, I don't believe it'd be quite as easy as just, uh, well, strolling up to the nearest ethereal we can find and uh, asking politely. The point was that they are less defended than the rest of us because they do not have a divine allegiance. If we send the three of you off on your own to find that allegiance, you will be at risk. And I'm failing to understand why you think I would want that allegiance. You don't have to take it. You're telling me that the most devoted member of this party to any god or goddess refuses to enter one of their services. You are entering their service so you can destroy them, dethrone them. Why would I do that for you? How... You, not not five seconds ago, spoke of taking the heart of the void and using it to threaten Egg. Well then, don't do it for us, Dom. Do it for yourself. You heard Vale. You have that target upon your own back as well. If you don't do that, <laughs> well, I'll see you in the next life. Yes, because I'm going to believe that Vale is the one who is telling me the truth. That makes sense to me. Dominic, As much as you may like to pretend that you are somehow on a higher plane than the rest of us, you must face the facts that you're just one of the ragamuffins too now. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ragamuffins. Adorable. Just because you will have decided to turn your backs on the goods and to think yourselves better of them does not mean I have to accompany you. I have been here this entire time. I've been compelled and I still feel compelled to be with you. The mere fact that you are trying to do something that I could not believe. The mere danger of what you report, I do not know if I can trust you all to go when there's no one who will say anything to stop you. No one here who has ever thought of this. Luna actually will step kind of across the way to Dom and say, I think the reason you're here is an honorable one. And you're right. Perhaps we've let some of our ambitions go awry. We've done too much, said too much. I don't know. But here's the fact. Someone has to rein us in from time to time, and I'm glad it's you, and I hope you do stay. But we won't force you to go along with something you fundamentally disagree with. I just hope along the way that perhaps you realize there's more than one way of looking at things. Uh, Dom eyes her particularly suspiciously. At the same time, he's like, wow, she's she's being kind to me. She's reaching out. She's being willing to make a bridge. He also knows that she's godless, and that's kind of a big no-no for him. So, yeah, he just, he just looks at her suspiciously, considering her words. I think as long as you are still compelled to stay with us, whatever your standpoint, we need to get moving. And Rolandier turns to Luna, and he says, now, between you and now turning to Val, and Val, do you think you could get us back to the teleportation circle where we started this all from back underneath the college. That's probably as good of a spot as any to get to where we need to go. I could take us there without any error because it is a teleportation circle, but I don't have any more reserves of that kind of magic today. Yes, I think it's all been quite a trying last few hours. We could use a good rest before things, well, really kick off. And if I might say as well, Kelnies interjects, the lot of you are gone for a good amount of time. The world is a much more dangerous place. People, things, armies are on the move. Wherever we go, we will be under a new kind of scrutiny. If you thought that the kin were enlightened before, then I'm afraid you may be disappointed as a more militaristic element has found itself worming inside Elvkin society. And if you thought the humans <laughs> were accepting before... That's sarcasm, she side-eyes Dominique. Then I'm afraid they've only been more radicalized by the current situation. Their lands, their borders, are under siege. Their kingdoms are fractured. If the word of the road is to be believed, then Ymer is all but gone, absorbed into kin lands. I believe Bastion, too, has fallen. Threshold is on the very precipice, and we go now to the heart of humanity in the fell. It will not be without danger for a select few of us. At the very least, though, that danger will be of a mortal kind. Then what do you propose, Kelnies? That wherever we go, we simply tread carefully. Any attention at all, I believe, would be best avoided. Have, have you met us? Unfortunately. <laughs> Looking at his own worn state after the last battle and... Frankly, the worn state of the entire party, Rolandier just says to them all, Well, I think you're right. I was being a little hasty trying to get out of here so soon. I mean, pointing to the village where the Veilings have pretty much all but fled, Rolandier just says, Well, they may not be the best or the most comfortable of dwellings, but they're empty. 
and I'm sure there's still some provisions left that we can nourish ourselves, supplies we can heal ourselves with, and then make our way out in the morning. Was there something we needed to retrieve from the mine itself? A key of some kind? I haven't the faintest idea, Val. <laughs> Luna speaks up. No, you bring up a good point. Whatever you, Vamok, and Quenberg were looking for, or Artariel, I guess her name was, it's long gone, long buried. There's no getting to it, but perhaps we don't need it now that we have this? And she just taps her head. I, I was going to suggest that we try to get to it anyways, but if we don't need it, then... I mean, Vamok, was the point not to find out exactly where it was? Was that not the purpose of your excavation here? That was the purpose, yes. Well, with Vale's insight, now we know where to go. All right, well, if we get there and there's a locked door, I will say I told you so. Uh, when that point comes, I will accept that. <laughs> <sighs> All right, well, I'm going to, and Rolander just points to the nearest little shack that he sees along their path. Make this one my own, and uh, I'm going to go lay down for a bit here. If anything happens, try not to be too loud. <laughs> he just goes in, <laughs> and he's going to lay down. Now we should probably try to stay close together. Yes, don't go off too far. Val looks at her like, are we not staying in the same house? <laughs> <laughs> she thought you were talking about other people. <laughs> so to the group stupid. in general. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> She just, like, raises an eyebrow at you and is like, well, no, I, of course, but I just meant the lot of us. Right, right. Dominique walks away and throws up in a corner. <laughs> Gosh. Rolandier from the door as he's walking in just slams <laughs> 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 it shut. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Luna will start off toward Vamok's former lodging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best place. Val will follow. Uh, Brynir will go to the house next to Rolandier's. I think that as they're going, uh, Mick is actually going to stop Vamok for a second and is going to pose a question to him. Uh, I mean, Vamok wasn't really moving. Oh, okay. Um, stop. <laughs> Before <laughs> you go, go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, just give me a chance. Um, and is going to start a conversation with Vamok and ask him, now Vamok, Admittedly, it's hard to know if you trust me. In fact, it's hard to know if you trust any of us. But I need to know, is there anything that we're missing about this key? Vamak, who is still in his form of dread, he never really, like, came down out of it. He's just kind of, like, sitting there, looking at the claws on one of his hands, almost like somebody would, you know, look at their fingernails. And he says, No. It was just the key. And are you hiding anything else? Perhaps. What difference does it make? Kelniace, kind of striding by, looks at the pair of you, her eyes landing on Vamok. Funny, isn't it, don't you think? All this work, all this time, supplanted in an instant. Yes. It is impossible to know exactly what is in store. Work. Progress. All of it gone in an instant. What a shame. And not even by an ethereal's hand. Only a reality. Is there a point you would like to make? Just ruminating. Mick, care to join me? Oh, absolutely. 
and Mick will carry on and will probably grab Kelnius's arm. And as Mick walks along with Kelnius, she will look back to Vamok, kind of suspect of what he has hiding. We'll continue on. Vamok just looks kind of, I don't know, like from, you know, just a glance, he looks like, uh, whatever, I'm too cool for this, I don't care. But you can tell there's like something that's like bugging him, something that's agitating him, but he's not really doing anything. He's just kind of like puttering around. As Kalnies and Mick are walking away, she'll actually lean into you and just say, you don't trust him, do you? Well, quite frankly, his recent actions, or really his whole time being here with us, hasn't given me any reason to trust him. What about yourself? I share the same mind, I believe. Hasn't exactly given us great reason to want to continue throwing in our lot with him, but Godborn are Godborn. True. We need every one of you. Very true. Let's put it this way, Kelnies. I trust him enough to get us through our journey. And I understand that when duty calls, that he will show up and he will fight for this cause, his own motives, and in the meantime, for this company. Yes, so long as I fear our motives and his are aligned. Though, for how much longer that remains, that is the fact of which I am unsure of. My thoughts exactly. Best to keep a close eye on him. For sure. She unlinks her arm from yours and gestures to a house where she's going to hole up for the night. I'll be going off now, I believe. Um, a question. And she kind of just gestures to the whole of you, who is now a good, like, head shorter than her, being Americ. <laughs> this is you? The real you, I should say? I... I guess... From now on, not who I used to be, but who I chose to be, I suppose. Right. Uh, Should I call you something different, or...? Please, Mickey will do. She, you know, just flashes a sharp-toothed smile and nods and says, Good, now, as always, then, good night, Mickey. And she'll turn toward her house for the night. Good night, Kelpiace. So Brynir, Vamok, Dominique are still outside. I mean, Dominique's just going to kind of go off on his own. He doesn't want to be around these crazies. (laughs) (laughs) Chooses to sleep under a tree just to be a contrarian. Pretty much. (laughs) Huge fan of the tree sleeping. Brynir already went to the house uh, adjacent to Rolandir. In the largest of these dwellings, uh, formerly Vamok's, Luna will poke around the kitchen of sorts, looking for something, anything to make into a meal for the night. As the light outside slowly fades with the sun setting, she lights a few candles and a few lanterns that are hung throughout the enclosure. Val? Uh, Yeah? I think it might be good for us to, well, scrounge something up for everybody before uh, they are too far gone. All right. Um, I'm not very useful in the kitchen, but I will help. Well... Perhaps there's some kind of, I don't know, Elvaret recipe you could share? <laughs> the idea that Val has any idea, like, how to cook anything. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, looks like Vamak has some top ramen here. So. <laughs> the larder and pantry are surprisingly well stocked, so um, I think if we had an idea of what to make, we could put something together. I don't exactly have the eye for this sort of thing. I'm used to just 
well, eating whatever I could get my hands on. Right, and I'm used to eating what has been served to me, so we are sort of on opposite ends of the inexperienced spectrum here. I imagine so. I imagine you didn't go your whole life thinking that potatoes didn't have to be cooked. But... <laughs> oh, <no>. That must <laughs> have been nice. <laughs> Still with these comments. Val, like, can't disguise the sort of, like, oh, face that he makes <laughs> at that. Luna just kind of laughs softly as she's digging through these different ingredients. No, don't. I don't need any pity. All right. Um, I'll, I'll help. I'll look through and see what's there. Like she said, it is a well-stocked pantry and larder. Okay. I, don't, I genuinely don't think that Val knows how to cook, but I think he would have, like, a, an academic understanding of it. Like... <laughs> Like he read in a book one time about how to do things. Yeah, he'll look through and gather the ingredients as best he can for like, I think this is the thing with Val too, is that I think he's probably used to eating like multiple course meals. So he's not really, the idea of making like a stew is entirely foreign to him. Um, so yeah, he, he will he will gather what he can and just sort of like stare at all of it. And just Just start putting it together and hope that it works out. Meanwhile, Luna will just gather an assortment of breads, cheeses, and some apples and lay things out. She'll look in the cellar if there's any kind of dried meat and jerky and such and bring it up if there is. <laughs> Do you want me to roll for cooking? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just want to know what everyone else is doing. After a little bit of time, Brynir is actually going to go and knock on Rolandir's door. You hear some muffled grunts, and uh, the door opens. <laughs> oh, Brynir. Come in. And Rolander's gonna groggily... He, he just went in there and passed out, so he's... <laughs> <laughs> he sees Brynir, and he kind of shuffles to open the door a little bit more. Brynir will enter, and as he kind of takes a seat, he says, Rolander, do you believe that we can actually make it through the heart of the void, and then talk to Egg. Rolandir, still standing with his hand on the door, shuts the door a little slowly, takes a peer outside, kind of shifting his eyes back and forth a couple times, just taking a little observance where everybody else is. Shuts the door, and then he sits down on just probably a, a bare chair that's just sitting in the corner, and sits for a, a while and just thinks about it. I don't think I know anything for certain, aside from the fact that we're going to go to Mainstay tomorrow, and I don't know. What Kelnier said has gotten me thinking. If we were really gone for that long, and that much has changed, that the kin are pressing in, the militant pressing, invading, and humans are all the more intolerant of them, there has to be something more going on. And not to mention Morden being heirs godborn. I don't know what we're going to find when we travel tomorrow is all I'm saying. To me, it does not seem like the brightest idea to get the heart of the void and then threaten the father of deity with said weapon to get him to do what we want. I feel like it may be a better course of action to seek out Egg and explain that we want to bring about change in the world. Peace. Well, I think we need to decide first what that change is going to look like in our minds. Because if we start laying out our plans before him, how we, mere mortals on this plane, plan to bring about peace in his world, well, I don't think he's going to take too kindly to it if it involves 
removing him and all of the other ethereals, realities, veilors from existence. I understand what you're saying, Brynir, and to be fair, I do think coming at it in good faith, showing that we would want to represent him, have someone be called to serve him, poses less of an outright risk that he would reject us. However, I think that it is only going to lead to one of two outcomes. Either he is going to look favorably upon someone, or he's going to kill every one of you who is not a godborn. I don't know if that's a risk that I'm willing to take. And don't risk everyone. Just risk me. What do you mean? If we were to seek out Egg and take this course of action regardless of whether or not we had the heart of the void if it was just me and any of the godborn most likely you we do not have to remove the gods in order to bring about peace we just have to help manage what's going on figure out what the egg wants for this world and then if egg accepts our plan we have another godborn if we do not we have just lost me the one insignificant of the group. Rolandier stands from his chair, and he walks over to Brynir, and he just puts a hand on his shoulder, and he looks him dead in the eyes, and he says, Brynir, if there's one of us who is insignificant, it's not you. And to be honest, I don't think that going in front of... Let's be honest, it's not just going to be Egg. He has been rallying with the other ethereals, gathering them to manage or try to rein in whatever else is going on in the world right now, and most of those other ethereals look very unfavorably upon all of us. I think there's more that we can do by getting the Heart of the Void first, utilizing whatever power it may have, and hopefully being able then to convince Egg to select one of you, and I do think it should be you, to become his godborn. But I'm not going to send you as a lamb to the slaughter to face him down. I can't decide for you if that is truly your intent and your desire. Then I will support you, but it's not what I want. Very well. Then I will look to you for a better judgment than my own. We shall go get the heart of the void. But I still think that trying to coerce him into making us one of the godborn is not the wisest decision, even if we have the supposed item that can kill gods. Rolander kind of claps Brynir on the same shoulder that he reached out to earlier and just says, I think we're in agreement on that one. Kilnaeus is a... She's still a pirate at heart, and that's honestly what she's going to do. She's going to threaten, she's going to always have a card up her sleeve. I think we should still have it, but I think we need to soften our approach. I am with you on that. It's at this point that everyone receives like a kind of little tingling in the back of their mind that then manifests into a voice that is Luna's. It says, uh, if anyone is particularly hungry in the main house here, Val and I have put together some food and such before you all retire. Okay. And then it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Rolandier kind of shakes his head a little bit and just looks at Brynir. I assume you got that as well? Yes. It seems like 
Our conversation is a decision for tomorrow. I agree. I'll need to sleep on it afterwards, but definitely something good to think about. And Rolandier's gonna kind of stand back up and open the door. And gesture, bring you out, and he will follow. He sees Kelnies as well, heading toward the main lodging. In the main lodging, at one point, the door opens, and it's Vamak who's done, you know, pacing around outside, still looking somewhat agitated. He, he's come down, he's looking normal for Vamak, and he, like, looks around, and he smells, like, the food, and he goes over to, like, the pot or whatever where it was cooking, and he'll take, like, a little spoon. <clears throat> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then he'll look over... And he'll say, who was the mastermind behind this? Was it you, Luna, or was it you, Valmes? If that's not exactly to your liking, there's plenty of meats and breads and cheeses and fruits and such. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my defense. <laughs> so it was you, Val. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's at this point that Kelnias will also walk in. Followed closely by Rolandier. And then probably Mick. Well, Brynir, too. I just rush, get out of my way! (laughs) (laughs) Mick, actually, while she's saying, get out of the way, you know, rips the deep V open. (laughs) He's shirtless again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I hear dinner's ready. (laughs) Kelnies will saddle up next to Vamok, looking over the counter toward the pot and just swipe the spoon from his hand and dip it in. Val braces himself. <laughs> and she she gives it a taste and then just like with like the not bad frown <laughs> on her face. Gosh, there's never been such scrutiny. <laughs> but you, you can be honest. This is not the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I made some bad soup. Very well then. It is not good. <laughs> <laughs> not only are you it is fine. <laughs> the 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 fruits of a pampered life. <laughs> Is this the hill we are going to die on tonight? I wasn't aware that soup was supposed to congeal so much. I think I'll stick with Luna's charcuterie. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rolander's in the corner, scarfing it down like, mm, could use some hard tack. <laughs> <laughs> Rolander actually, he kind of takes a little taste of the, the Val-made soup, and he's like, it really isn't that bad, Val. And you, you know what? And he goes over to the back of the larder and he finds kind of the large container that they just keep like the week's worth of grease that they keep to fry things in. And he takes a big old spoonful of that and he throws it into it. And he just finds the biggest bottle of like, not ale, something a little stronger uh, that's like concentrated <laughs> alcohol. And he just starts dumping it into it. And he says, now... This, this is a tried and true recipe from years in the wardens. I had my first gulp of this when I was nigh but eight years old. Been hooked on it ever since. And <laughs> if, if I had known that cooking was going to unlock some sort of primal memories of who you used to be, we could have done this ages ago. <laughs> uh, now, hold on. I'm quite interested to see what this little grease and whiskey edition is going to, to <laughs> That's what I like to hear, Kelnias. And Rolander goes over to the, to the fire. And he just kind of sticks the bowl, he hangs it over the little hook that's there, and all the alcohol that's in it, it just erupts into flames. <laughs> and he just lets it sit there for, you know, about 30 seconds or so, and then grabbing a heavy cloth or something, reaches in and pulls it out, sets it down on the wood floor, and 
the fire is now just contained onto the top. And he kind of gets a big old spoonful of it, blows it out a little bit, and holds it out to Kilneas and says, Now, try this. This is probably like nothing you've had back on your time on the ship or elsewhere. And she she puts the spoon in her mouth and makes the same frowning, not bad face as she did with Val's. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm quite honestly not sure what I thought a heaping addition of grease and <clears throat> whiskey would do to that. Uh, tell me, Rolander, have you ever tried just adding straight pitch to your food? And Rolander, quite insulted, grabs the spoon right out of her hands and he just goes, <laughs> picks up the bowl off the floor and just starts eating it himself. <laughs> the whole soup? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he didn't make a whole thing. It was more just like his own portion. Gotcha. Which means he put inside his own portion a heap and a spoonful of lard <laughs> <Yes>. and whiskey. <laughs> so, yep. Brynir's not gonna. Brynir's not gonna discriminate, and he's gonna get a, two large bowls and fill them up. He's actually just gonna add some salt to give it some taste. <laughs> Honestly, accurate. <laughs> I miss having Barty in the party. He would have solved this problem easily. <laughs> Should have had the cooking episode arcs ago. <laughs> I assume Dom has not attended this uh, togetherness meal. He's currently performing his rite of absolution inside his little shack, by which I mean he did the same thing he did a couple of episodes ago where he made a little shrine and then walking around it with a censure. Okay. Perform, perform a couple hail honor hans. <laughs> <laughs> Does someone want to take something to Dom? I can do it. I just don't know if any of us have a neutral relationship with him? I already extended an olive branch. One of you is perfectly capable of doing it well. I'll do it well. And Mick steps forward and will actually grab a bowl and will say, as he takes a scoop of Val's, one scoop of this. And Luna will hand you a, a plate of breads and cheeses and fruits as well. It's like, just to be safe. I tried, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> You said a lot by saying nothing. Rolandier is like, he's just sitting on the floor, actually, just watching <laughs> this whole conversation go on. Lips caked in grease. <laughs> like a kid eating glue in the corner. Honestly, he is, he is so tired at this point. That's basically what it is. Mixed oh, with tears. <laughs> Whiskey-infused glue. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> yeah, so Mick will go to Dom's door and will give a light tap on his door and will just say, Oh, Dommy, are you in there? Uh, of course. Please come in. Oh, thank you. It's me, Mick, just in case you didn't know. And we'll open the door and we'll say, I brought you some food. Um, you see Dom, he's, just, he's walking in a circle around this chalk outline. He's got the little statue set up. He's got his mini censure burning. Um, uh, he just turns and he says, I, I am so grateful I heard that uh, everyone was partaking, but they have decided to, to fast to hope for clarity and guidance in what I, I should do with all of you. <laughs> um, Alright, that's fine. Well, in case you change your mind, I'll just put it here. And Mick will set down the bowl of food and Charcuterie, if that's how you pronounce that. Uh, excuse me. That's the one. <laughs> I wish it was charcuterie. <laughs> I always thought that's fun. what it was. <laughs> Mick and Chris aren't very fancy, so... <laughs> well, Mick is more fancy. Anyways, 
and will set down the bowl of soup as well as the hors d'oeuvres and will kind of direct his attention towards this ritual that is going on and will say to Dom, and do you fast often for answers, guidance? And to be honest, I was not the most uh, devout person before I... That's it's confusing. In one life I was devout, in one life I wasn't. Now I feel that in a, a strange way I am both... I haven't recently. I Maybe I have, I don't know, with the way I am. Or he's totally like Ralphan. With the way I am, maybe I have taken it up, but I find myself confused and worried about what I'm doing. I mean, to be frank, you all do not seem to be the most reliable. I thought for a moment, maybe I was confused. Maybe, in fact, you were doing good things, but I, I don't know. Killing Tariel, removing that influence could only have been a good thing. I don't think there's anyone who would say otherwise. However, not ten minutes later, you were all making a deal with Vale and talking about threatening Egg into making you a powerful godborn, not you, one of you. I honestly... I don't know. I've lived one life believing in the Ten Truths, but never truly believing. And another life believing in the fake uh, tenants of your friend's world. <laughs> I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to do. I'm scared of what all of you mean for this world. Not personally, I don't think anyone except for maybe Vomok and uh, Ulendia as Vezes. Uh, sometimes, Ulendia, sometimes they they almost make me fear for their sanity. Of the rest, I do think you have good intentions, but the things that you want, I just do not understand. And that concerns me. I hope that if I can be more devout, I might find clarity. I might find guidance. But I, I don't, I don't know. Mixing this obvious confusion in Dom will walk around the room and will sit herself upon Dom's bed and will kind of pat uh, just gently next to him and say, Dom, come sit. Does Dom come sit? He just turns, yeah, he turns to her, freezing mid-step and just says, I cannot, I need 15 more times around. Um, and he keeps walking. And the censure keeps shaking. Mick will kind of see this and will say, um, a little uncharacteristic but demanding towards Dom, will say, Dom, sit. Seeing that, he goes and he says, I, I do not know. That's why I want you to sit. He will. Dom, you keep on going on about our motivations and how they, you're unsure of them. But what are your motivations? What are you wanting for this world? I want peace. I want rest. I want the corruption of the Magisters to be destroyed. I want the endless conflict between the humans and the kin to end. I want the power and the beauty of intent to spread among everyone. That they might enjoy life free from the pain and sorrow that comes with poverty, that comes with difficulty. But that is 
I didn't know. That it does not seem to be a realistic desire. Dom, don't you see? That's exactly what all of us want. This has been a complete misunderstanding. That's what we're trying to do here. Perhaps our methods and means are different from each other. And that leads to some disagreements and us not seeing eye to eye. But what you don't understand, Dom, is that if you truly want peace, if you truly want this world to change, sometimes you have to get your hands a little dirty. 